It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 8th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Back with you today for another episode of Locked On Magic as we get set for the Magic's game against the New York Knicks. We'll have a complete preview with that, plus an update on Alfred Payton. And I'll continue some thoughts that I had yesterday about the Magic's defense as I spoke to some of the Magic players today at practice about where they feel the defense is at. But of course, before we get going, I want to remind everyone that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, including the great Locked On Knicks, a very fantastic show covering the New York Knicks. I'm sure they're ecstatic over the Knicks' start as well as their big win on Tuesday against the Charlotte Hornets and, and, and of course, Kristaps Porzingis, who everyone knows we... Rob Hennigan really, 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 really wanted. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, uh, be sure to check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them on iTunes by searching Locked On and your second favorite team's name or whichever team you're looking for because, of course, you love the Orlando Magic and you love Locked On Magic first. If you're looking to subscribe to Locked On Magic and have not done so already, welcome to the show. Uh, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast network and don't forget you can also check out the locked on nfl podcast network looking to learn a little bit more about the jaguars and their continued hot play great play for the jaguars check out locked on jaguars they do a great job covering the jaguars over there but let's get into it today a big matchup coming up for the orlando magic on wednesday as they take on 
the New York Knickerbockers. The New York Knicks are playing really, really, really well right now, uh, as as well and as fun as they've played in a very, very long time. And 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 you know, I am not one to be partial to the Knicks. Uh, I I I I kind you know like most NBA fans, we kind of revel in their their misery. But this Knicks team, it's always good. You forget how good it is to see the Garden rocking the way it is. It is a very unique arena. And right now, the Garden is indeed rocking. The New York Knicks improved to 6-4, and four, the same, very same record that the Orlando Magic have, with a 118-113 win over the Charlotte Hornets. And they've done it much the same way they've won games all year this year, and including this hot stretch that they're playing, on the back of Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis with 28 points. 5 rebounds, 10 for 15 shooting, 4 for 8 from beyond the arc. The Eastern Conference Player of the Week, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he was, continues his scorching play for the Knicks as New York comes from behind in this one to win. I think if, if I, re- I I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but if I read it correctly, the Knicks were down 8 or 9 points with about 3 minutes to play. They call the timeout to get Porzingis in. Porzingis just does his thing and the Knicks win. Porzingis... Averaging 30.2 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game. He is um, becoming exactly what everyone hoped that he would become when he was drafted a few years ago. Um, just an, a, an amazing game for Porzingis. The Knicks outscore the Hornets 35-19 to in the fourth quarter. And of course, when it comes to the New York Knicks, the Magic will have to find a way to slow down Porzingis. Uh, Aaron Gordon talked a little bit about it. Um, he'll get a lot of the call on Porzingis throughout this game. You just got to contest. You got to get. You got to get into his space, and you got to make him work. But even then, he's going to get his shot up over you because he shoots the ball way up above his head where no one can get it. The Magic are going to have their hands full guarding Kristaps Porzingis. There's no doubt about it. He is a tough cover. He is a really difficult player to defend, and the Magic are going to have to work really, really hard to keep him off the scoreboard. In fact, they may not be able to do so. So to me, what's key to this game, and it's something that I'll talk a little bit more about later on, what's key to this game is stopping what the New York Knicks are good at and stopping everyone else on the New York Knicks. Porzingis is going to put in his points, but what you got to do is you can't let Tim Hardaway Jr. score 19. You can't let Doug McDermott come off the bench and score 20. You can't let Kylo Quinn, everyone, uh, our old friend, get crash the glass and score 12 points. You can't let... Uh, a lot of those other players uh, get themselves going. Uh, Courtney Lee's played very, very well. Doug McDermott's been a, a, a nice nice uh, breath of fresh air off the bench for them. Kylo Quinn's worked well off the bench. Frank Tilakina is has played really well, uh, I think a lot better than a lot of people expected as a rookie. Tim Hardaway, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to do his thing. Ennis Cantor is going to do his thing. This is a Knicks team that is plucky. They play with a little bit of verve. And they're coming for people. They want to beat people. And just like the Magic, who got off to a hot start now, the Knicks are are kind of the darling of the league. And everyone is talking a lot about them. What worries me about the Knicks is their rebounding. This is a very good rebounding team. And the Magic are not a team that rebounds particularly well. Um, Nick, New York only grabbed six offensive rebounds in the win over the Hornets on Tuesday. They ended up with... 14 second chance points off those six offensive rebounds. That's essentially, I mean, if you're getting two points off of an offensive rebound, they're getting more than a point per, they're getting more than two points per offensive rebound, the offensive rebound there. That's not a good sign for the Magic. And I think they had a bad, they, I think it seems like they had a bad game on the glass. 
in this one against the Charlotte Hornets. The Knicks have a high offensive rebound rate. I forget exactly what it is. I have it written down here as I'm prepping Magic Wands. Um, they have a 26.7 offensive rebound rate. They're getting nearly, they're, they're recouping nearly a quarter uh, or more than a quarter of their own misses. That's a, that's that's a stat that you're going to have to watch very very carefully for the Magic and and the, and the Knicks. While they do struggle defensively, this is not a good defensive team by any means. They will make you work on the defensive end to finish those possessions. If the Magic want to get out in transition, they've got to secure the ball and get it out quickly. They've got to uh, to take take care of their business here in this game. That's not going to be easy to do. Um, of course, that the Hornets were able to do it. They got a guy like Dwight Howard who can rebound. Nikola Vucevic is going to have his hands full, and he's going to have his hands full because Ennis Cantor is a very good offensive player. He complements Kristaps Porzingis really well. The Knicks actually spread the floor decently well. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a, a capable shooter. Courtney Lee, we know, is a capable shooter. Doug McDermott comes off the bench. Kyle Quinn can spread the floor a little bit, and he'll work on the glass a lot too. There are a lot of things to like about this Knicks team. They're playing very, very well. They're playing very, very hard. And Kristaps Porzingis is look is playing like an MVP candidate, um, which he may well, well one day become. Uh, but right now, uh, the, the Knicks are playing very, very, very well. Uh, and the Magic obviously have a lot of work in front of them to get this win, to get this key win uh, against the Knicks on Wednesday. For Orlando, on their part, they've got to do a better job getting their offensive rhythm. Uh, if they can get Alfred Payton back, I'll talk about him in a moment. If they can get Alfred Payton back, that will go a long way to helping the Magic succeed and, and, and kind of get that rhythm back. But if they don't have him back, they're going to have to find ways to push the pace. It's going to have to start with their defense. They're going to have to play good defense, get out in transition, and in the half court, they've got to find a way to make the Knicks, the Knicks move. Unlike Chicago, who's a better defensive team than people give them credit for, uh, and their offense has just been really bad all year. Uh, and unlike Boston, who has the best defense in the league, New York's defense is porous. I think the Magic, even if they don't have Peyton, will fare better on the offensive end. The question is, can they get the stops that they need? Can they make the shots that they need? Uh, can they stick to it when they're struggling? Can they do all those things to secure the victory? That's going to be the big question for the Magic in Wednesday's game. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. You can catch it on Fox Sports Florida. We'll have complete coverage of the game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. And of course, today is Wednesday, which means it is draft day here on Locked On Magic. And Kristaps Porzingis is not a bad choice for your draft. I think I picked him in my draft today. Um, I did not. I'm. I, I am not good at this draft game. Uh, I am. It, it befuddles me, and I'm trying my best here. Uh, but I. I took Kristaps Porzingis. 28 points, five rebounds, three blocks, and assist, five turnovers. Got me 39 and a half points. That's not too bad, right? I don't think that's too bad. Well, I'm sitting here in last place in my draft, uh, so I'm going to try and hit it up again tomorrow to try and get my money back and try and win some cash here in some daily fantasy. If you don't know what draft is, you're going to want to listen up because if you love fantasy basketball, you need to try this game. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. It's actually got fantasy football too, if you're interested. On draft, you play a real live snake draft with other people, just like in your season-long league, but it's daily fantasy. Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night. It's a daily fantasy game. And there's no management. You just set your, you just make your draft, you set it, and you're done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And you can enter multiple drafts per day. That's that's the best part. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. 
Draft will even take care of last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. There's a there's a draft everywhere. There's there's three team leagues. There's six team leagues. You you can you play your four team leagues. You you play you enter the draft. You play the draft, and the best man wins. The best part you play for cold hard cash too. Draft start from just one dollar, so there is a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in real life snake drafts just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, except it is daily fantasy. You can come and join me on Draft today. Just download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. It's really that easy. I could join one right now if I wanted to. You can play right from your computer or on your phone at Draft.com. Whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you, you, but you have to use my promo code, LOMAGIC. That's right. Play a real money game for free, just like I did tonight. I did not do well. I'll get that back. Don't worry. Just for using my promo code, LOMAGIC, on your first deposit on draft. And if you look up the Locked On uh, Podcast Network, uh, you can join special Locked On leagues as well. You can check that out at Locked On Fantasy. Be sure to follow them, and you might get access to special Locked On Podcast Network drafts and play against some of the Locked On hosts. Prove that you know more about basketball than we do, or at least daily fantasy basketball, because I know nothing about daily fantasy basketball. That's for damn sure. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, of course, the big news coming out of the Orlando Magic and their practice today is the status of Alfred Payton. Orlando uh, is obviously still waiting to hear when Alfred Payton is going to return. He injured his hamstring in the second game of the season against the Brooklyn Nets uh, just before halftime. Said he was feeling a little tight before that game, went for it, felt the tight, felt it stiffen up at halftime, and, he, and we have not seen him on a court since just a game and a half of Alfred Payton so far this year. And the Magic played well, obviously, with DJ Augustin in the lineup, but certainly Orlando has missed their starting point guard, and they've missed any point guard at this point after the way the team has played the last two games with just Shelvin Mack as the only true point guard in on the roster. Alfred Payton, though, is someone that makes a huge, huge difference for the team. There is no doubt about it. The Magic need Alfred Payton on the floor. He makes... A lot of this team work and a lot of this team go in a way that very few players uh, can. Um, obviously, he is a, a main driver and a main engine, and it, it, it's definitely been a, a hindrance for this team, uh, especially the last two games, that he has not been out on the floor. So what is Alfred Payton's status? Well, let's let him tell you a little bit more. Yeah, better. Uh, better. Still a little bit there, but uh, much, much better. And so, 
it's feeling better. And it seems like Alfred Payton is getting closer and closer to returning. Uh, as we all know, Sunday, uh, before Sunday's game, the Magic, it was a game-time decision for Sunday, essentially. The Magic just did not feel like he was ready to come back and play. They wanted to play cautious, and so they sat Payton down for Sunday's game. And it feels like they're going to do very much the same approach here. Um, Payton said that it is feeling better, but there's still a little bit of tightness. He can still feel it just a little bit. And so the Magic are going to remain cautious with it. Coach Frank Vogel said the team will take a look at how he's feeling uh, before Wednesday's game. They're not going to make any decisions on Tuesday, so they'll, they'll they'll make they'll make the call Wednesday before the game and uh, determine whether he can play or not. Uh, at this point, I don't know whether that's good or bad. He did go through all of practice Tuesday. Vogel said he looked good. So I think it's just a matter of maintenance. It's not a matter of whether Peyton can play. If this were April and the Magic were playing the Knicks and needed the win to make the playoffs, Alfred Peyton would be playing. That, that part I am convinced of. That if the Magic really needed this game, if the Magic absolutely needed to win this game for uh, any number of reasons, Alfred Peyton would be playing basketball on Wednesday. But because it's just been November, it's early November, just because it's so early in the season, there's a long, long way to go yet. You don't want to bring him back bring him back too soon, have the injury get worse, and then it be a recurring problem throughout the season. And I'm sure Alfred Payton doesn't want that either. So right now, I think caution is the appropriate approach. Even though the Magic have struggled without a point guard, even though Jonathan Simmons, by pretty much everyone's admission, is a little bit of a duck out of water. It's not that, or fish out of water. It's not that he's playing poorly. It's that he just... He just doesn't do what a point guard does, and everyone kind of senses that. Uh, and so keep, so the Magic will keep waiting for Alfred Payton to return. Now, this is important not just because the Magic need a point guard out there, not just because the Magic need someone to, to man that position and, and to kind of give the team the stability and rhythm that you normally get from your point guard. It's not just that. It's not really just about that. Alfred Payton is a game-changing player. He is some. He is no matter how well DJ Augustin played, Alfred Payton is a better player. A lot of people tend to focus on Alfred Payton's shooting, and and certainly that is a hindrance for Alfred, and that is a reason why we're going to have some long-term discussions with Alfred Payton. But if you ask me, if if I look at the tape, if I look at everything, Alfred Payton is still the best option for this team. He will get the team, you know, when the team is struggling offensively like they are now. DJ Augustin and Shelvin Mack are not the ones to push the pace. They are, they've always been in their careers kind of game managers. They don't get the ball moving up the court quickly. And while Augustin has the added has an added benefit as a shooter, which helps mitigate some of that, it's not the same. Alfred Payton fits this offense perfectly. He gets the ball up the court on makes. He gets the team into its rhythm. And I, I think we're even seeing now that when the team's uh, when the team's pace slows, and I'm not talking necessarily about possessions per game. I'm talking about the way that they flow into their offense. When that slows down, the magic struggle on both ends of the floor. They don't need to be frenetic to be frenetic. They don't need to be fast to be fast. But they undeniably need a little bit of pace to their game. They need to 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 get themselves moving because that helps them get into a rhythm. And Peyton really gets them into that rhythm, I think, better than any point guard on this roster. I know we haven't seen it very much, so it's a little bit of conjecture on my part. But I think that's absolutely true. And I think Peyton is someone that will greatly benefit from the added space on the Magic's roster. 
Peyton has always been very, very good at getting into the paint. He's always been very, very good at taking the space that the defense gives him and attacking it. At the end of last season, after the All-Star break, when he was getting triple-doubles all the time, he shot 50% from the floor. That's without a good three-point shot. That's shooting about, what, 30% from beyond the arc. This guy doesn't need three-pointers. He needs to make a few just to keep defenses honest, but he does not need the three-pointer to be an effective offensive player. And on top of all that, with the way the Magic can shoot now, get him into the paint, cause a defense to collapse, he will dish it out and get get it to the open man and get the ball moving. That's what's really lacking right now. Shelvin Mack, Jonathan Simmons are not guys who break guys who break other t- players down off the dribble in one-on-one situations. Alfred Payton is that guy. They're not necessarily great at pick and roll. Jonathan Simmons has run a lot of pick and roll to mix success. Alfred Payton is that guy. He is someone that can do that. And so I think getting Alfred Payton back, not only just to resolve this point guard issue, but overall will make the Magic a better team. On top of all that, I also think that while he is not the defender everyone expected him to be, he is a better defender, I believe, than DJ Augustin. And I think that will add a benefit to the Magic as well. Orlando does need Alfred Payton. They need him back badly right now. Getting him back whenever they can get him back will prove to be a benefit to this team, without doubt. On you know, just 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 no no way around it. It will be a huge benefit to this team. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I said, while Peyton's defense certainly could improve, he is going to come back to a Magic team that is playing some very, very strong defense at the moment. I got a chance to talk to the Magic a little bit uh, at practice on Tuesday about it, the Orlando Magic, surprisingly, are fifth in the league in defensive rating, giving up, I think it's 100.5 points per 100 possessions. It may not feel like it all the time, but this is a good defense. This is a team that potentially is a good defensive team. How sustainable that good defense is is still up for major debate. And there are definitely... There are definitely, it's 100.9 points per 100 possessions, but there are definitely some holes the team has to fill. But this team has done some very, very good things defensively, and they know it, and they know they still have a little ways to go. Oh, actually, I thought uh, we weren't that good last two games. Um, Actually, we had a lot of, like, easy breakdowns that led them to get easy points, but I think that overall... Uh, when we communicate, you know, when we run around, when we're uh, aggressive, uh, we're pretty good. And it's not always perfect. You know, a lot of times, you know, when we're on field, we're scrambling around and stuff, but we get it done. Uh, like in Memphis, at one point we had four players because DJ was out, and we were able to get a stop somehow. And uh, so I think it's just when we stay focused and we, you know, we don't have mental breakdowns uh, and we don't try to do, you know, we don't go away from the game plan. We stay pretty solid. 
that's all you can ask in this league. I mean, you know, there's so many great players. You, know, you just make you have to make it as tough as you can for them and uh, stay solid. Not try to make big plays, just make the right play on that end. And um, I think we, you know, we, we, when we do that consistently, we're good. So like I said, if you take care of the mental breakdowns, we'll be all right. And you know, Vucevic brought up that possession in Memphis. And yes, it was a five-on-four situation. But to me, that possession against the Grizzlies when the Magic got five-on-four says everything you need to know about this Magic defense. They scrambled really well. They forced the Grizzlies to have to pass the ball to find a good shot against a five-on-four defense. Of course, it ended up being a wide-open three from Andrew Harrison. But Harrison missed it. That's fantastic. Except... The Grizzlies got the rebound. It's been a huge problem for the Magic is, is, is securing the offensive glass. And so the ball kicks out to Harrison, gets another three, contested, he misses it. But the Grizzlies get a third crack at the apple. They move the ball around again. The Magic continue to scramble. Evan Tyreek Evans gets a three. He misses it. The Magic secure the rebound. They call a timeout to get Augustin out of the game. That's, of course, not a perfect encapsulation of the Magic because they're playing five on four. So, of course, Memphis should get an open shot that way. But the Magic in that possession made Memphis really, really work for that shot. What this defense has done and and how this team is so successful so far is that they switch really effectively. When the Magic are dialed in defensively and they're switching, switching well on the ball, off the ball, doesn't matter, they've played some very, very good defense in this season. And they're proving to be versatile and difficult to, to crack defensively in those situations. But they're not perfect, as Vucevic alluded to there. In many instances, the Magic struggle with those switches. There's plenty of, there are a couple opportunities, there are a couple possessions in Charlotte and the loss of the Hornets where the Magic, two guys were kind of pointing at the open man and no one was guarding him. When you're switching a lot, that means there has to be a lot of communication. That the play, that everyone has to know their assignments and know where they're supposed to be. A failed switch, or switching when you're not supposed to, or two guys going with the ball handler, always leaves someone open. And so you have to be on point with your communication. And that part has not always been consistent for the Magic in recent years, and certainly this year. Many teams have gotten a lot of open three-pointers against the Magic. A lot of them have not fallen. Magic have gotten lucky in that way. Orlando has given up a ton of offensive rebounds. They have, they're in the bottom 10 in the league in offensive rebound rate. Or, an off, or in, in defensive rebound rate. They're giving up 11.2 offensive rebounds per game, which is the fourth most in the league. And opponents score 13.8 second-chance points off those offensive rebounds per game the sixth most in the league. Teams shoot 63.3% at the rim against the Magic on 29.7 field goal attempts at the rim per game. That is the most in the NBA. Most field goal attempts at the rim per game in the NBA. Again, that's somewhat an indictment on Nikola Vucevic and his poor rim protection, but we know that's not going away. And then Orlando gives up 50.2 points in the paint per game, the second worst mark in the league. So while the Magic overall seem to be playing some very good defense, they are still fifth in the league in defensive rating, and a lot of that is because the three-pointers are not going down against them right now. They're doing a good job chasing players off the three-point line and walling off that weapon. But, as I've warned for a while now, 
there are some clear cracks in the foundation that the Magic need to clean up. And we've seen those cracks come out to play a little bit in during this two-game losing streak. I would give them, honestly, despite what Vucevic says there, I would give the Magic's defense a ton of credit the last two games. The first two and a half quarters against the Chicago Bulls, it was their defense that kept them in the game because they were not making shots. And it was only in the late third, early fourth quarter when the Magic really let go of the rope. When the shot, when they, when their failure to make shots really just kind of discouraged them and you could, you could tell that their energy level was down. That they weren't bringing the same kind of heat and intensity that they had brought in previous games. Saw that happen in Charlotte a little bit too. And they came back with a lot of fire against Memphis. And honestly, I would even say against the Celtics, while they were far from perfect, thought they brought a lot of fire defensively early on in that game. If this Magic team can get shots to fall, that does energize the team. And, and it makes them a much better defensive team. I would say the same thing against the Celtics. The Magic, again, came out really strong defensively, I thought. That was a close game, a relatively close game, especially considering how poor the Magic were shooting, heading into the fourth quarter. And it was in the fourth quarter when you really started to see them force more of their offense and really struggle to get the ball moving. That was when we saw the defense let go. And that's when we saw the Magic fall apart defensively. I think that... We will see the Magic, you know, take a little bit of a step forward. I think we will see the defense continue to improve. But at the same time, Orlando's got a lot of work to go on the defensive end. Frank Vogel will say here in a moment that we're not playing like the fifth best defensive team in the league. We've still got a lot of work to go to get where we need to be on the defensive end. But when things are going well for the Magic, everything seems to be going well. You know, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't even want to comment on that because I don't feel like we're defending at fifth in the league rate. You know, I still feel like we have a ton of room for improvement. I know we have a ton of room for improvement. Um, but, you know, if you're going to attribute it to one thing is our guys are trying you know, they're, they're really caring about that end of the floor and bringing great effort. And effort is half the battle on the defensive end, and I don't think you can question that. The execution may not be perfect. The communication may not be perfect. And Frank Vogel is right. This team doesn't play like the fifth-best defense in the league. Uh, I will cite that stat. I will bring it up. I will mention it. And, and it was surprising when I looked it up to see that the Magic were playing so well defensively overall. That's something that does seem to carry on because I agree with Vogel. This team doesn't look like the fifth-best defensive team in the league on some nights, but they do plenty with the job that they do, and they do play some good defense in some key stretches, and that matters too. They've won some gritty games where they needed their defense to step up, and it did, and it fed their offense. This team still has a lot of work to do on the defensive end. We're still waiting to see these numbers normalize, uh, but the Magic certainly have started off very, very well, and they got to continue to to play strong defense if they want to take that next step for them. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, the Orlando Magic take on the New York Knicks over at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock 
You can find that game on Fox Sports Florida as well as on NBA League Pass. And of course, be sure to check uh, check out, you can of course follow the game uh, on Twitter as well with our Twitter feed at Daily. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Be sure to leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Five stars helps us climb the ratings and lets everyone know how great this podcast is as well as clue people into the best Orlando Magic podcast on the interwebs, or at least I hope it's the best. I'm going to claim it's the best. Someone someone proved me wrong. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, you can follow the podcast. On, or you can follow me on. You can follow the site on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow with a recap of Wednesday's game against the New York Knicks. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. We'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.